You are listening to episode 21 of the InspireWire podcast. Welcome Welcome to to the InspireWire, a podcast where ideas are exchanged, worlds are traveled, and life is experienced. This is the InspireWire with your host, Tom Murphy. Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode 21. Um, we had a little week off, uh, been pretty busy in the summer and, uh, had to take a week, but, uh, we're back with episode 21. Um, today's guest is Nuri Shakir, um, and he's, uh, a MMA fighter. Um, he's based in New Hampshire. Um, and, uh, he's had a long career, has a lot of experience, uh, got to talk to him about a lot of different things, kind of about, you know, what's it like to be a fighter because not a lot of people even get in a fight. I know I haven't. So it's it was really cool to get his perspective on a lot of different topics. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. Let's go to the interview. A little bit of how you got into MMA, what sparked your interest, who around you was um, influencing you and kind of like saying, hey, why don't you try this out? And uh, a little bit about your history, I guess. Okay. Um, well, first off, I'll start it back. I'm from Ohio originally. Okay. Heading, Ohio. And um, even though I moved, I moved around a lot as a kid. Uh, so by the time I got back to Cincinnati from, um, from Nashville, um, I got into judo class, into judo. Um, there was a, um, uh, an engineer, um, that used to be, was, he was a chemical engineer at the time period. Um, but he, he used, he used to, he used to, um, fight, he used to be part of the military. He came back, he came back and from Japan and wanted to start up a judo club, um, to do, you know, for, for schooling, for more, more interest to the youth. And it was about 10 minutes away from my house, literally, from walking since away. Um, yeah. So I, I got into judo first, um, and then once I got into judo, you know, I, I learned pre- learned pretty fast, um, just just learning everything that went on. And in, in, in the judo judo world, um, I got injured and I started doing um, kung fu um, until until I was um, until, until I became you know until I healed up. Then when I healed up, I started doing both at the same time. Okay. Um, always, I'm, I'm very competitive just off the get go, so I always wanted to compete in something. And sometimes me and my me and my my boy. Um, my, my, my best friends I grew up with. He did um, Shuru Karate, which is more of a hard, harder style karate. Um, but he also did judo too. So we would always meet up on Fridays afternoon after school, um, and, and and go to the Y and, and, and basically do mixed martial arts. It wasn't called mixed martial arts then because we didn't know what we were doing yet. Um, it was just at that point it was called nothing at this point. <laughs> we just we just put them together. I did my striking style, he did striking style, and we always fought. And we threw each other on, on hardwood floors and grappled and choked each other out. And that time period. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, I wanted to do the Sabaki Challenge. It's the only thing that was out there that was full contact at the time period was that um, Sabaki Challenge. Um, and then I saw the first UFC um, with Hoist Race coming out, and I saw that, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's combining everything that I've trained. Um, and I could, you know, I could compete in that in that sport. And you know, at the time for that time period was NHB, Balaito. Was MMA wasn't a word yet. Um, okay. Um, but I guess a general question about your time as an MMA fighter. Um, what would you say uh, have been like one of the the big benefits of uh, training in MMA, and also you know some of the some of the difficult uh, parts. Uh, that's, that's a hard question. Not really hard. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a thing because when I started out competing in it, we weren't really doing per se MMA. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. let, me, let me take it back. Take it back. Um, so, real quick, when I started competing in tournaments, I started winning tournaments, I got scouted my first fight team. I live in I live in Nashville, Hampshire, at the time period, and I got scouted in my first fight team over in Amherst, Mass. So Amherst, Mass, they were uh, we called it NHB, no holds barred back then, because it was no the rules were very very they were there for like reference, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. Um, they, you know, you know. So we, so we fought. Me, you know, players. We could stop a guy. We, we, the guys on the ground. We, we, we could stop him on the ground. Um, you know, we could stop him. We, we keep soccer him on the head on the ground also. Elbow. And so the rules. We had a lot of rules. Like we couldn't hit the hit the groin. We couldn't eye gouge. We couldn't. We couldn't attack the throat on the spine. But that was pretty much it um, at that time period. Then, um, then we had another style called pancreation at the time period, which was open hand. Um, so you would, you would basically, you couldn't, you couldn't punch a person. Um, that was legal reasons, but you, but you could, you could hit them open hand. That was more of a highlighted grappling. That was more like a, like a highlighted grappling style of, of I guess, mixed martial arts at the, at the time period. Then eventually, um, work MMA came around later. Um, so we started training, you know, so that, that, that combined all, all of everything that was going on at the time period. Pancreas and NHB, and, and it's kind of what kind of what, what we have now. So the biggest thing that I learned from MMA in Jamali, it it was a lot of things I've learned just about myself mostly. Um, you know, training and and a lot of things that were instilled in me actually I think before I started competing and training in it more so than anything else. Um, only only because a lot of stuff that by the time I got to the phase of of training, I was already doing. I was already in the mindset of actually training as hard as I could possibly and driving two hours back and forth to go to go train back and forth all the time and go compete. Um, you know, also learning, I say now more so of the politics of the game, um, more so than all than, than of, of who's, who's the toughest guy, who's the most honorable fighter to fight, um, anything else. You know, and also the importance of, of, of cardio and conditioning and, and mixing and all that kind of stuff into it. Um, and also having being – being as be reaffirmed and having open mind to be able to to evolve. Yeah, it, it seems like it seems like uh, you know going through uh, this process when this was such a new sport and things like that. Um, it really, you know, it's such a like tough experience to go through. It probably made it made you that much of a tougher person. Um, and I don't know, struggling through like that's like going to war. It seems like it seems so. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's no rules, like you said, no holes barred. That's that must have been a really I don't know tough experience, and uh, especially as a young kid, like you were saying, 14 years. Yeah, if, if let me say this way, it, it wasn't easy, but it was fun. And the reason we, it don't sound a little nuts, um, but it's uh, one of those things that if I didn't train the way I trained in judo before I got up here, or train the way I trained in kung fu back home in Ohio, I think it would probably have been tougher doing that same type of training up here. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I, I got older. I yeah. think because yeah. of the way we trained, literally in judo and kung fu, I remember, you know, I remember being choked out, unconscious, waiting there to be woken up, you know, waking up and training hard as you can. Everything, everything was a hundred times, heat, sweat, everything else. Before I got into MMA, um, I think that helped, helped build my character, you know, before I got here. Um, and then once I'm here, once I got here, that would probably be a lot into anything else. But the learning learning curve for me at that point in time wasn't really the toughness of it, um, of the sport. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to downplay the toughness of the sport. The sport was tough. It's still, <laughs> yeah. It was a rough sport. Um, you know, um, and, and, the guy, and for people who weren't used to doing that type of stuff, um, like most guys who from jiu-jitsu classes or guys who do other systems that weren't so so that weren't so brutal per se, um, they got a rude awakening, um, you know, and, and 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 say, okay, well, I can't either be made for this or not made for this, wherever it is. Even if they weren't trained for it, they they learned quickly if they were mentally prepared to be in that type of environment. Um, you know, I grew up with, I grew up mostly half and half in, in the inner, inner city also. You know, while while I in Ohio it was inner city. Lived up here, it was more suburbs because um, it's national, you know. <laughs> I drive. So you know, so it's it's a it's a um, it, 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 it was definitely tough. It was definitely tough, um, but it was just a different type of toughness for me. I had to learn to be humble, <laughs> more, yeah. more humble. Sir. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Like when you're going up against somebody, um, and like you're essentially fighting until the other one can no longer fight. So it's like. It's something that now in today's society that doesn't come into play virtually ever, you know, unless you're like drunk and you get into a fight with someone. And it seems like 
it's somewhat natural for the human species and a lot of animal species to like partake in physical combat i feel that in some ways that's like um a rare gift like obviously you're putting your life at risk and and you're putting your body on the line um but in some ways it's it's like natural almost i don't know what you think about that uh, i i'm actually amazed nowadays that folks don't fight <laughs> yeah i mean um because you know growing up as a i don't know i'm not sure how old you are um um tw- I'm, gonna... I'm 24 i'll be 25 in a few months okay okay well congrats um I was this way. Every time I, as a, as a male, okay, the way I grew up, even up here, um, every time I moved to a different place, there's always, always got into fist fights with, with the other kids in the block. Yeah. Just to find the pecking order, just to find the pecking order of kind of where you sat. Even if you lost, it didn't matter if you lost or not, it didn't matter if you fought back. Um, you know, so it, even back then, bullying, being bullied was viewed differently, viewed differently than it is now. Um, so a lot of times the bullies back then wasn't always a physical conversation, but it was always uh, some kind of you had to be willing to fight basically to survive and willing to fight to basically um, you know to make sure you didn't basically make sure that that you're respected. And, yeah. And, and if, always if you were a bully and you couldn't back it up, then you would be you know you wouldn't have any credibility or whatever, like you said, have a reputation. And if you didn't participate, then you were a loser or you were a wimp. That, that's how it went. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of times too, back in the Swiss city, it wasn't even about like the guys, the guys being bullied. It wasn't always about them winning. It was about them just fighting back and, and basically not accepting and, and not accepting um, what was going to do to them. And by that way, it was almost like, like your rites of passage. Um, you know, so as you, you learn from that the whole experience, you know, parents get involved eventually if it got out of hand. But most of the time, they didn't. Most of the time, as boys, you know, as, as, as boys, I'm not sure our girls go, what, what about it? But no, boys, we get into a fist fight, and the next hour we're out there having, you know, having fun, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I know? mean, there's a weird thing about getting in a fight. It seems like as soon as it's over, it's like, that's like, all right. We were, we were enemies and, and now it's like it's a truce. It's like it's the easiest way to, to resolve a conflict as long as you're not really, really hurting someone, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the gun, the gun stuff and that, that type of weapon, weaponry didn't come around until later on, um, you know, in, in my environment. And then that's when it changed out there. So for me, I agree with you. It's very natural to me to be able to fight, fight, fight back um, against something. Um, now at the same time, also knowing to respect, you know, I was always taught as a kid anyway, my back anyway, that's just kind of what was brought up. So, so in a sense, you know, what I'm seeing now, um, especially living in suburbs, is, it's kind of weird to me. Um, I have sometimes at my school, I have guys coming out who want to compete and want to fight in a sport and have never fought a day in their life, ever. Um, I'm like, okay, you come to me to teach you how to fight, you know, to train to compete out and, you know, whereas my wants to literally take your head off. Um, it, you know, I'm humbled that these guys, you know, they want to do it, but it just, it just, it's just a weird environment for me, a weird place for me to see that out of the blue. You know what I mean, um, because I'm not used to it. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, people grew up settling conflicts like that, and now uh, it's just the over anal- analyzation of everybody and and just the rules, the the uh, the bullying has been like shown on in a spotlight and it's and it's been um, a big issue because of technology and and the ways that people can be verbally bullied and cyber bullied and all those things so the conflicts seem to be all over the place but back then it seems like the fight would get resolved the person who lost the fight would you know accept that and then People would go on with their lives, but now it's gotten way more complicated. And, and I think it's complicated mostly because of where we parent and the way we where society has changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I, I, like being from like the old school, old school mentality, which to me is funny because I don't think it's, I don't, I'm not that old in my mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I literally remember like almost like yesterday being chased around the park 
um, with three, 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 three kids chasing me because they want to something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and my and my father coming out to make making me stand up and stand in front of them, and, and, and he was willing to fight all three of them one by one. We didn't fight, but the fact that he made me like fight instead of instead of him instead of him going there and, and, and taking it over, um, you know, and get me out of there. What, what was a the big thing in my life. I remember like almost like like, like yesterday um, to now to where I'm seeing where parents is bullies happening all immediately jump a little place. Oh my God, I'm being, you're being bullied. You need this, need this help, need this help, need that help, need all this kind of stuff happening. In which I'm saying I'm not necessarily against that help. Um, but in my mind, I feel like instead of us as a society saying, okay, this is going to happen to you anyway, regardless of what you are. Because even back, even back then, you can be the most brilliant guy of the place, you're getting bullied. You can be the ugliest person in the world, you're getting bullied. <laughs> right. It didn't make a difference of what you were at that time period of reason why you got bullied. It was just the fact that you had to go through this to be part of, you know, the, the group of people on the side that you're around. Um, now I feel like we don't, we, we, we're so over hypersensitive over it. Uh, and we're so worried about, um, our child, our children being hurt. That I think we are sometimes hurting them worse by not having them deal with conflict. Um, yeah. Conflict resolution. I you feel know, I'm not like saying they're ready to but still, you know, yeah, I feel like um, the way we as a species and uh, you know as a, as humans kind of evolve and become stronger is when we are uh, we encounter adversity and when the people who have gone through struggles oftentimes there and, and have conquered those you know uh, obstacles or struggles or whatever those are they're often um, for whatever like whatever topic or subject or whatever that was they become out stronger and better after that and i feel like when when we kind of like you said are more hypersensitized and are overprotective and, and not letting things happen to people um you know we're hurting them in the long run because they're not exposed to struggle or, or adversity and therefore uh, less equipped to deal with it later down the road. Yeah, I mean, it seems like um, we can. I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing to navigate now because society, or well, like the cultural values are, you like everyone is is very sensitive. So it, it, it's difficult to kind of see. Okay, how are we gonna like? get it back to where people are, you know, mentally and, and, and physically capable of dealing with s struggles. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's going to happen is that it's going to turn over. I think it's going to turn over and go back to where it was. Maybe it's years from now. Um, I, I think we'll find the value of it. I think maybe not our immediate kids, but I think their, their kids will, will I, I think we'll, we'll go up and go back down again, go back up again and go around again. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it'll happen that way. I mean, because if we don't, if we don't, um, our, 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 competitive, our competitive edge in this country, um, the rest of the world is going to be gone, period. Um, we can only be so, we can only do so much for so long without being conflict. Yeah. I mean, um, certain ways. Um, so, 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 so to me, you know, having that, you know, I can't imagine having to mind the military become, becoming an elite SEAL, not being able to do conflict. <laughs> exactly exactly our the success of our military and a lot of our you know organizations our industry all of that has sparked through um a lot of adversity you know so yeah that's that's really true i think for sure but um yeah so i guess um kind of to go back to like the natural um and how, how the natural state of fighting and how it how it comes natural to you in in a way, and I feel like for most people it does. Do you kind of have to force yourself or like change your um, mindset when you're preparing for a fight or when you're like the day of a fight? Um, I feel like that's something like we talked about in today's society. You're never exposed to this type of environment hostile or or like combative um 
altercations but now you're ju- you're thrown into this world where that it's like a simulation of life or death almost so i'm sure that you know you have to train your mind in in a sense you 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 do um and that whole thing that training just happens at the gym before you get there um even though i'll say this no matter how much you train for something until you're actually out there experiencing it um it's not the same um, I can I can train somebody till I'm blue in the face of how it's going to be and how much they're going to feel it. Then they get out there and they realize that how, no matter how much I prepare them for it, the the, the physical the physical dumps. I, I can tell them all, I can tell them almost play by play how their body is going to deal with with the stress. Um, but until you actually feel it, me telling you means nothing. Um, you know, it just is one of the things that that, that you know biggest things of, of stress factor. Those things about fighting competing and that kind of thing is that stress stress factor. You can be the best fighter in the world. As soon as you walk out in that cage for the first time, you literally lose half of your skill just because of, because of stress. You know, walking out there. Um, and so half, so your first part of your career fighting is learning how to deal with that stress, learning how to deal with the drilling dumping, and, and going how to deal with somebody trying to come to your head off. At the same time, once you learn how to fight yourself, you can fight the person across the cage from you. <laughs> uh, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely something where it's a on the job training. Like you can prepare as much as you want, but it's uh totally different. You know, um so kind of going mental stuff, mental things. At this point in the game, for me, it happens naturally. Um I don't have a middle switch. Like I don't, I don't I'm like I'm never like um like I'm not walking around the street, you know, and I can I can go right right into fight mode and come out of fight mode. Um, I literally, you know, if I, if I, if I walk into the cage, um, if I'm not ready mentally to fight, then it, it, it took me a little bit in my brain to get into that and get into the fight. And again, hopefully I can do that. I can get that way before I get out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but at, at the same time, you know, like for me, like some folks that I know who are natural, more natural at, at fighting than I am, in a sense to where they were literally, they're on that, in, in that middle area. Where they can either go eat eat some cake or go go fight like two, two, two seconds from that. Um, you know, I'm not that way. Um, I am. I have to actually have my mind ready to go to be able to hit somebody. You know, full full force and not care about you know their safety. I have to I have to mentally prepare myself for that type of stuff because naturally, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. You know, I walk 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 I walk out somewhere. I'm the first person. Somebody gets hurt in the street. I'm the first person to, to come to their aid. I'll, I'm willing to jump in front of something to make sure somebody else is, is safe. Is safe. Um, that's my natural reactions um, from that time to time period. If a fight breaks out in the middle of the, middle of the parking lot or a gunfire is arguing, I'm not the person to run towards the gunfire. I'm the person to run from, from, from the gunfire. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah. with me. Um, that's my natural reaction. Except when I'm back in the corner and that's when I go, I'm going to my fight mode. I don't have that, that, that flight response at that time. I have the fight mode. So for me to fight... I have to actually go out there and be in that in that mode already, um, you know, in, in, in the fight mode um, and, and ready to and not really run, but to try to go out there and, and not care um, about the person I'm competing against. You know, obviously when the fight's over, with, I, I, I'm back to me again. Um, you know, everybody knows because most folks who know me in, in, in my in my um, professional life don't they don't really see the way I they they, they don't really see the switch there. And most folks who see me in the fight in the fight world. Can't really see me in the professional world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In my mind, it's really two different people. There are two different types of, of, of characters. Same person, but different personalities within that, within that, within that person. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because, like, like we talked about, when you're, when nobody's like naturally just seeking out violence, or at least most people aren't, and then when we get, into when you get into a ring or a situation where your mind knows that um you're you know you're at risk that that's a natural instinct okay fight or flight and in this case you know you're trained you're you know your surroundings and you know you you are prepared for a fight so that's that's you know that's why it becomes two people because in one scenario, your life is at risk. <laughs> I was about to ask you a little bit about um, 
the kind of, uh, you know, brotherhood or, um, you know, a lineage or, you know, your, your trainers who pass down knowledge and things like that, what, how has that been? And is that definitely something where you guys have created a bond in some sense? Because when you're training together, that that's almost like it is an individual sport, MMA, but you're also training with a lot of your good friends. You become, you know, somewhat of a unit, you, your trainers, and you're also your, not teammates, but just your... Com- well, they're teammates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're fight teams. Um, no, we're teammates. No matter... When you, when you when you see one fighter who's out there fighting, there's about 30 people that have, that, that have helped that one fighter become that, become that fighter. And some of those 30 people will never, ever compete. Um, but they're very much needed in, in the gym setting for the training um, of that fighter who's out there. So there's, there, there's no one person out there by himself who's done everything by himself. It's impossible. Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so, you know, when it comes to my trainers, in, in my mind, my trainers are basically my family um, from, from, from the past. Even if I'm talking for a while, if one of them dies or comes out or something happens, you know, physically, I feel like I've lost an uncle, I've lost, you know, a father figure, you know, a mother figure in that, in that sense. Yeah. And go back and pay homage, um, you know, in respect, in respect. And all those two is always taught to always go back, go back home and, and, and give back to what you've learned to, to where you came from. So there's more people coming up behind you, hopefully, um, after you. Um, so, so lineage per se, it comes into the word of lineage in a sense to where, do I have lineage? I do have lineage. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I've never really hung on that like a lot of, a lot of the jiu-jitsu guys do. Um, you know, and the reason why is because to me it all comes down to, you know, if, if I train from, from Hicks and Gracie, one of the best, best in the world, if not the best in the world, jiu-jitsu, um, he can be the best in the world. And I can train from, I can, I can train from him. Um, but unless I do something with it, unless I compete and train or I train the next generation coming out from it, it doesn't make any difference who I train with. You, you got what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for me, you know, yes, I give respect to, to who, I've, who I've trained with and who people train with. And I respect all trainers and all competitors, regardless when there's a draw. I actually respect people more if, you know, if they go and compete and lose, um, you know, per se. Um, then it's mine who never competes, but, but trains and talks trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is, it's more respect to me from that area. So yeah, it's, it's a brotherhood. Like, like, like I, I'm always trying to find my way. Always, always trying to find my way back to um, to where I started from and, and give back to them as much, much as I can. Um, because to me, it's it's hopefully I'll find uh, you know an, a, another kid um, who was like me at the time period who I can help out the same area and bring them bring them along you know um in, in that same, same way so for me you know especially with, with the guys who i train um i my thing is like, we're a family you know uh, to extent, if you need help with something outside outside the gym you know the first folks you should, you're trying to call us call should be us um because we're, we're the ones that literally that put our life on line to help you out to get to go compete and train you know and and, and you're cutting weight we're cutting weight with you you know we're in the cave we're in the in the sauna with you Having heat strokes just gets <laughs> this long with you and back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Um, so, so it's it, it's um and and to me when you're in combat and stuff like that, you really be, you really learn a person. You really learn what makes them tick because uh, sometimes there are at the times you know we we've had guys who who have almost died, um competing or not competing or vice versa. So you 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 become very close. Yeah, and it seems like who you truly are comes out and like there's no there's no like you can't hide who you are you can't like pretend or or put up a face or or anything like that it's like this is who you are you're you're natural everything about you it's like it's revealed because this is like i don't know it's just life and death kind of thing i don't know what, what, what we say in the street was real real means real i mean yeah. real recognizes yeah. real you know, and, 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 and people can say something and, and talk all they want to talk about something else, but unless you actually know, it's somebody who knows something, um, and knows and knows looking at can 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 point it out, you know, immediately. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically comes down to real 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 is real. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting to me because um, I feel like 
in this and like we've kind of mentioned it we kind of talked about it a little bit but like the fact that you're you know you are risking your life when you go out there um it's similar to the military in 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 that like there are not many things in this world in today's like in at least a developed country like the United States where you're really experiencing um on a fairly frequent basis the the risks that the real world really has i mean like in in you know our inner city or or when you get out in your car like you're obviously every day there are things that can go wrong in your life but it seems like this one is so right there in your face it brings brings um it's a it's akin to kind of back when we were still evolving like we were consistently trying to survive and things like that and it seems like this is one of the last few things that is almost it's accepted and it still brings us back to when we first were you know developing as humans i don't know it's interesting well to me there's always going to be warriors in society um male female um it doesn't make a difference there's always going to be warriors and we can evolve as much as we want to and try to try to stop it out but they'll never totally go away so in my mind um Warriors in generally are drawn to things like this. Um, some of them are drawn to other, you know, things that are that are drilling are drilling pumped up into it. Um, other ones are go right to this. So to me, regardless of what happens, you know, in, in this, you know, where it comes around, we will always have some form or fashion where this will be popular. Um, in this in, in MMA, and the difference between MMA and say say for say boxing and wrestling. Our other styles of martial arts is, is not because of less brutality or brutality. I mean, that's all debatable. You know, I could, I obviously I think MMA is quite safer than boxing, but only by a fraction, <laughs> only by a fraction yeah. Um, yeah. of certain things. Um, but at the, at the same time, it's just a different type of, it appeals to different, different type of classes because of who can afford what. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. But again, a warrior. If he's if he's a blue collar, if he's white collar, <laughs> yeah. or if he's yeah. if he's brown collar, like a dirt guy's working dirt down, <laughs> or he does somewhere else in the dirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if they, a warrior is a warrior, regardless. Um, and, and and to me, that that's kind of where where where, where we will keep bringing us ourselves back to. Um, and we can't really evolve too much out of that too far away. Society will like to make us think that by a lot a lot of things that we have. Real quickly, when things get ugly, um, we realize we have rights and things like that. That has not gone too far. <laughs> yeah, it seems like when you and and now you know, like it's a like a lot of professional sports. It's something that you know is finite in and um, I'm and like you said, you, this is like a specific type of person. Like you uh, have another person that that you kind of or mode you go into through these fights and that um when when you're done professionally fighting that's going to transition i'm assuming to to you passing on your knowledge yeah um it it, it, it will and i'll love it i'll love to tell you that when i'm finally done i'll be i'll, I'll either accept it yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I really got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and just, just, just because, I mean, literally, literally, I've been I've been competing in in mixed martial arts um, more than half my life. Wow. Um, you know, and literally, I'm, I'm 38 now. I started competing 1997, so I was 18. Yeah, that's you know crazy. Yeah. So, so for me, it's like you know, even though I do other things else. Um, I don't see me ever leaving a gym um, for any, any longer time. Um, yeah. You know, and trust me, the thing is, I love competing as much as I love teaching. I love teaching. I love seeing people, you know, do well from something I've shown them. Um, you know, and and and, and it makes it even better is seeing the person, the personalities change and 
things and watch them learn themselves and watch them learn how to deal with things and work it out inside, you know, in, 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 in positive ways. No, I, I love that. Um, but there's nothing, it's almost like watching, ever, ever see, watch a basketball, basketball player, you know, who's, who's gotten up there in age and then all of a sudden he, he can't compete anymore. So he sits back on, on the sidelines, he's watching coaching. Then you see him watch, you see him watching, you see him doing all the moves he used to do in his brain on, on the side of the chair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's kind of what it's like. You know, it's like, you know, you can't do certain things. You know, I'm not like, I'm not done yet fighting. I'm just about done. Um, but I'm not done yet. And I'm, I'm already missing it as if I've already, I've already stopped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you can take, you, you can never take, um, the fighter out, you know, once you put it in, you know, it's, it's there. Like, and I've experienced that, um, you know, I've, I, I played college uh athletics i mean football and baseball and and it's only been a few years since i graduated but it's still you know it's still present it's still like that that hasn't changed like my my desire to play my mentality all those different things and i'm sure it's even intensified um for use because because of the nature of the sport and also the length of time you've been doing it so i'm sure that's going to be you know, it it'll never it'll never leave you, which is good. good. Yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I think my family would say I'm different, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're all waiting for me to stop. To, you know, they're all waiting for me. To, okay, when, when you're done, when you finally done, and, and I can lie, I can tell them like I always tell them, I'm done now. I'm never really done. But in my mind, I'm, I'm one challenge away from putting those back on again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good though. Um, so, uh, another thing I was interested in, in hearing about maybe, um, were any interesting or crazy experiences you had around MMA kind of give us an inside look into, you know, some interesting things that we may not know about, or maybe just an interesting fight that you had or story, um, it may not even be you. It may be something that, that happened. Uh, I don't know if you have one off the top of your head. It's kind of a difficult question, but. Mm, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty straight laced guy. Um, so, Oh, I got, I got, I got, I do have one story I think, think about. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, it's, it's kind of, it, you know, I'm trying to think of the ones that I actually talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, it was um, uh, it was funny because we had Jules Kedzie. Um, if you if you guys are well, most of you guys probably podcast, I don't know who she who she is or was. She, she's she's so lot. She's 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 a lot. She was a um. I remember when she first came out. I was fighting. I was gonna fight um, a guy I can't just just came out of Brazil, but left Indiana. He's fighting for a very top team. We were down um in, in Indiana. In, in some out place in the end, we had, no, nobody was. <laughs> it was just kind of a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we just did, you know, everything got this. And Jules Kedzie, she was, you know, she was at the time very, you know, very, very attractive you know, woman, you know, coming out there. And we saw all these group guys coming out and this girl coming around just smiling, this big old smile. And all the guys looking around like, okay, is she, she going to fight? You know, uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, pads come out and she's smiling. And, she, and all you heard was, Boom! 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 Like, who's that coming from? You know, those girls are giggling and laughing while she's kneeing the pads and putting the holes in the, in the trainer into the pads. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, it was nuts. It was like, okay, we can't, you know, we obviously don't want to respect it, but then made it work. The part was funny is that she went and fought the girl she fought and, and destroyed her. Like, it just wasn't even, wasn't even a match. Just, it was, and she did it all while she's laughing and smiling through the whole fight. <laughs> wow. Um, a little nuts. A little crazy. Um, but then, but the problem was that no other problem, but she was, she was dating a guy who wasn't a fighter. And all the guys at the hotel were trying to talk to her. These guys are drinking like hunter proof, um, yeah, uh, absolute or abstain, whoever it was. It was like, you know, all, almost moonshine basically. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there, you know, all of them want, want to try to talk to her. And they're, and, and they're all half drunk, half cocked, half cocked. And they're basically, you know, challenging her boyfriend 
and she 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 had to like shield her boyfriend from all the fighters. It was it was funny. You know, nothing out of hand, nobody crossed the line. But it was just it was just it was a sight to see, you know, when you when when you when you're basically sitting there watching it all happen. I'm sure, like, it's difficult for her, um, or it was back then when she was such an intimidating force, you know, um, with that reputation. Um, her selection of boyfriends, I mean, not many people would want to, um, they would be, one, probably intimidated by her, or two, um, I don't know, it'd, it'd just be, you know, something totally, an experience that, not many people are used to. It would be difficult, I think. I agree, and, and I think it's as difficult. I think it's more difficult for women to deal with it than guys. But I don't think it's all these easy for guys either. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think the hours and time that you put into the, you put in the training, um, you know, even just 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 with guys or guys, you know, um, which normally a boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever time you're spending with each other, the person at the gym, you know, two thirds of the time, they only have hours to spend with you. Uh, when they come on, they're tired and exhausted. Now, imagine if there's a girl at the time period. There wasn't a lot of girls competing at the time period. Even now, it's not a lot of girls. But there's more girls now than there ever was compared to when we started back then. Um, so basically, she, she's trained with all guys all the time. Um, you know, and if, if her boyfriend's ever insecure about anything, it's going to come up, you know, pretty pretty easily, pretty, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. And, you know, I, I could imagine, especially that scene, you know, imagine being her boyfriend in... I know he probably wants to be tough and show that he can protect her, but he really couldn't have at that time, at that time period, only because of who they were around. Um, but, but you get what I'm saying? It, it's it's a whole around. It's it's a different. It's it, it's, it's a weird situation. I mean, yeah, yeah, um, and, and it's hard all the way around for everybody in general. In generality. I feel like it. The MMA, like just the sport, is kind of it kind of consumes you. So like if you're if you're exposed to it, um, it's it's very difficult for someone outside to kind of infiltrate, um, especially in a relationship. Because you know if you're like I'm sure it's easier for uh, a girl who wants to date an MMA fighter, but uh, a girl who if if you're a guy trying to date a girl MMA fighter, it's like, all right, well, are you? Can you hold your own? Because you're about to be in contact with a ton of jacked, like really strong and capable fighters. So it's like, it's a crazy experience in that in that sense. But um, I guess one other question, I I guess one more that I wanted to ask was kind of. Um, maybe about advice for other people or recommendations, especially for people who say uh, want to maybe explore martial arts or 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 some type of uh, fighting, but maybe they don't necessarily want to compete in MMA, but they realize that you know it's it's a practice where you can learn a lot about yourself. It's great uh, for your fitness, for your body, and it's such a popular and in-demand thing. I was wondering what you would recommend maybe for a type of practice and and things like that. Okay. If you are looking – okay, first of all, I do get realize, again, they're trying to figure out what they want, what they want to do. What, 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 what are their goals? Um, in the generality. And I say that in, in many ways. Because even if I say if I recommend my to an MMA gym, there's different ways of MMA gyms now. There's MMA gyms that they're worried about competing. And those are mostly fight teams. I don't recommend that for anybody who doesn't know anything doesn't doesn't plan competing at all. Because it's just it's just not it's a different environment. Um you know, now if you're looking to get in shape with MMA you know intensity into it, then yeah, I, I recommend you doing those type of things. Um, to, to do, you know, to get in gyms where they where they have more of workout type of types of places, you know, basically doing not cardio boxing, but like an MMA version of it, to where you're getting the benefits from it. Um, but if you're looking, if you're looking to kind of define and find yourself, um, I would say, in general, define yourself before you get into that type of environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then go explore and figure out what you want to do. 
if you want to learn self-defense, I, I would I would say go learn self-defense, you know, per se. Um, but also compete and train in things like jiu-jitsu matches and BJJ or wrestling or kickboxing, anything that fa- fashion. Not professionally, just so you can kind of know what you're know what you're made of and, and, and still while you learn technique. And again, I don't I don't I don't think fighting competing is, is for everyone. But I think everyone should at least compete once or twice on a small scale, um, just to kind of know where they are and, and, and figure out kind of what they're made of. Um, additional to learning, uh, additional to helping them learn more, more, more things. Um, so, so in general, my advice to the to people in generality is no matter what it is, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, basketball, whatever it is, you're doing it for the right reasons. The first thing, and say so thinking of all, really define, define the kind of what you. You know, after you know what you want, go after that. Don't be talked into or talked out of it um, if that's what you want to do, um, regardless. And, that's, and I don't mean competing. Competing is not for everyone. Um, out of 100 people who come to my gym, I expect 10 to those people to, be, to, be, to, be, to want to fight. Out of those two people who want to fight, I expect three of them to fight, and I expect out of three, one, one to actually stay with them. Okay. So, and and that's, that's, you know, in generality. You can't, you know, most gyms can't cater to that because it's just, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, hard, it's a hard way to keep a gym moving. Uh, so a lot of gyms will go the opposite way and track 100 people and try to and try to get people in there. And you, you can train them, man. You can train jiu-jitsu. You can train kickboxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, and things in that, in that, in that fashion. Um, and, and it's a great workout. It's a great way of getting into the and that's And that's not a competing. That's not highly competing anything, you know, but hitting the, hitting the bags and learning how to punch and kick properly and grapple properly. I think all those things are, are very important, even if you never have to use it. Yeah. But also, yeah. And knowing how to use your body in that type of way is very important to me. Yeah, and it seems like whether like whether you're only doing it for like six months or only a year or something like that, that's a skill that you're getting, and it's something that will you'll always have, and it and it's and it's a valuable one, like being able to defend yourself. So, yeah, so I appreciate that uh, advice. I mean, that's something that, you know, is a really interesting and um, unique in this day, um, you know, sport and practice. So um, thanks a lot for coming on. Are there any things you'd like to promote, like um, maybe your gym or your anything you have or a website or anything you have um, that you'd like to promote? Sure. Uh, my gym is GateCityMMA.com. Um, um, that's Gate City. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're, in, we're in Nashville, Hampshire. We do, you know, we have kids programs, you know, from kids from six years old all, all the way up to, to, to adults. And I also teach self-defense. Also, if you want to learn self-defense, how to defend yourself in the street and everything else besides not competing, but training for self-defense against um, things that you might might go out there and and buy some news somewhere. Hopefully not you. <laughs> yeah. But but if but if it does happen to you, you be prepared to deal with it. Um, and still, we're against the mixed martial arts on um Bridge Street, on Bridge Street. All right, cool. Yeah, and um, I'll be able to post a link on uh, my website and everything like that, so they'll be able to check that out. So, um. Thanks a lot. Um, I appreciate you coming on, and I really enjoyed the conversation. All right, everyone. That was the interview with Nuri Shakir. I really enjoyed it. I thought um, just it made you think about um, just fighting and uh, self-defense, you know, just combat, all that type of stuff. Um, the natural instinct to uh, defend yourself, the fight or flight response, all those type of things, which are really interesting. And and it's all like about, you know, who we are, um, which is really cool. After, you know, having the conversation, it's like it really makes you want to go out and at least do some training, some self-defense course or something like that to kind of, I mean, I mean, it's not totally necessary nowadays um, having a self-defense course or something like that. But 
I feel like it's a skill that's really, you know, valuable in a sense because, um, say you're not like the biggest or strongest, but if you have, you know, a unique skill set, you you can disarm somebody, you can neutralize a conflict, any type of thing like that, and um, you never know when it might be value or may come in handy. Another interesting point that we kind of talked about was um, getting into a zone or compartmentalizing um, your brain into, you know, another person almost in like when he gets into his zone where he's about to have a fight. It's like you're transforming into another person. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, a lot of people... You know, we have different roles, we have jobs, we have, you know, different parts of ourselves, we have different emotions and things like that. But it was interesting to hear what he had to say as far as how with this is a unique thing because it's totally the world of fighting and uh, combat is totally different from society and how we act on a regular basis. And I'm sure it's the same for uh, you know, any member of the military and it's, and it's probably even worse, you know, like when you have those traumatic experiences, when you're, you're entering this, when you're in that position of someone who is, is about to kill someone, it's similar in a sense, uh, because when you go into a fighting ring, you're, it's almost like a life or death thing, but it's still not, you still know that, if worse comes to worse, you tap out because you, and and then you're you're you live to see another day. But you know when you're laying your life on the line, literally, that that's a whole another you know experience and and it's interesting to see what ways you kind of go into a different mindset. Um, and it's just weird because there are probably a lot of other ways that um, humans are capable of doing that and really separating certain parts of them for, for certain activities, certain jobs or whatever. Um, so that was interesting. I think it was cool to have him on. I think it would be fun to talk about more stuff. He's a really smart guy and uh, had a lot of good things to say. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, And that was our show. I'll see you guys next time.